Oh, oh, what is this? Hello, this thing on? Oh, what is this? Is this another Union Soccer Podcast with John Jansen and Joe Tanzi? Hello, Union season over. And, well, we're almost close to the preseason. And, it, actually, the Union season's about to start. And there's Union news. So, guess what? We're going to talk about it here on the Union Soccer Podcast. Again, you can find this podcast wherever you want. FoxPHLGambler.com is where you can find it, but also... Apple, Google, uh, the Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. You can find me on Twitter at jjets 34 You can also find Joe on Twitter at jtanzy 90 And I also find Joe in the studio joining me. Joe, happy union season coming back in soon. The, uh, Close. the blue and gold smoke has plumed out of union yards. So we, can, uh, we, we have something to talk about. We have something to talk about. And no, it's not signing any big name player. It's not anything crazy. It's welcome back, Kai Wagner. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's I don't know if it's a big deal, but it's it's interesting. Um yeah, so let's just get into it because uh <sighs> yeah, give me the lowdown on how this like how this came about because it felt like we were Kai Wagner definitely wanted to che- check the market, get money, and the union weren't willing to give him a certain amount of money. So it was like he might go. Then the thing happens in the playoffs, and he gets suspended. And then it's like, okay, well maybe that's the end of it. And then all of a sudden, it's oh hey, Kai signed back. So everything that we've talked about over the last six months with the Kai Wagner oh, situation, it's more than six months. Yeah, Come but on. it it. It feels like six years at but this point. But since he like hit out publicly yeah, at the right, organization, right. that it felt like this was it. This was the right. time of everything, either it's it's money or I go. Everything still applies, right? There's there's nothing, I guess, new in the Kai Wagner. Will he stay? Will he go? Yeah, that's what I was afraid saga. of. Like this doesn't necessarily mean he's he's just like here stuck here now. No, I think it does. Th- I, okay, I, it does I think now. this. I think this actually confirms like the the long like. The long-term um, future of Kai Wagner, because if you look at the, if you look at where he's at in his career, he's twenty-six, he's German, um, he's had <laughs> no, because no, because that no, because that, no, that matters with what I'm I know, going. I know, yeah. it's just it's, it's so matter of fact. It's really yeah, funny that that is so matter of fact. Yeah. this is who Kai Wagner is, a twenty-six-year-old <laughs> like, German. If you if you look at the the profile of of Kai Wagner, it's a twenty-six-year-old German left back who has risen to prominence. In Major League Soccer. Okay? Now, that means something to certain people, and it doesn't mean anything to other people. And the latter category, I think, is what played a role in this. Because, I mean, how many times have we sat here and talked about, will Kai stay? Will he go? And if he goes, where does he go? And I, I think at the end of the day, he realized that staying in MLS with Philadelphia is his best long-term move. Because look at the clubs that were were rumored with him for so long. Um, Leeds in the the bottom of the Premier League last year, but was that just because of a, a Jesse Marsh connection to Jim Curtin, and that's it? Because they ended up signing it a guy that had connections with Jesse Marsh from Salzburg, Vober. Um, and then you have 
Rangers, who plenty of Americans and plenty of MLS products have gone there and had success, but you're beating teams 5-1 each week with the exception of Celtic, and, and those games are cool, and then you you, know, you drop out in, in European competition. And you have AK Athens, who was mentioned as a, a potential team. Red Star Belgrade was mentioned as well. And those are just teams that you, you see pop up in European soccer every once in a while. They're at the top of the domestic uh, leagues for the most part. But a- after that, like, there's nothing substantial. Like, you're, you're not going to go and search out AEK Athens or Red Star Bear- Belgrade or, heck, even Rangers. You're not, you know, a casual soccer fan. It's not going to search them out. You're like, oh, I wonder, you know, what they're doing. Um, so that's kind of the level of club he was at. You know, a, a, a borderline every year Europa League team. And if you look at the circumstances around it, he can, he can contend for how many trophies in MLS each year? Be at the pinnacle of, of the league, play continentally, and, and challenge for multiple trophies, and, and this is important, be recognized as one of the best. I mean, all of those things it just are so much more intriguing than taking a, a risk somewhere else Well, where also stability is lacking. Like, one bad run of form, new manager comes in, and you could be on the bench. You know, that, that's a risk you run when you go to Europe. And, I mean, look at what, what's going on with Brendan Aronson right now. He can't buy a game. He can't buy a start at Union Berlin. Uh after how everything went at Leeds. These things come in in waves, and the one thing you have in, in Philadelphia is stability. Jim Curtin's not going anywhere. Ernst Tanner's not going anywhere. Um, we we had that flirtation. Jim Curtin's not going anywhere? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Okay. Um, it's going to end up being like a, a Vermees-type thing in supporting Kansas City, for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, that that's... The way I see it is the Union were his best option. And if you remember at the, the postseason press conference with Ernst Tanner and Jim Curtin, Ernst said there was a deadline. He didn't reveal what the deadline date was. But seeing the timing of this deal coming out Thursday um, or being announced officially Thursday and they report for physicals leave Sunday and leave for Clearwater Monday or it's Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. What, this weekend is when you report for physicals. I, I, it, it's pretty easy to assume the deadline was this week. And Kai basically had, had the, the choice in this situation, if we're assuming this is, is when the deadline was, was to accept the union's offer or wait it out and see what happens as a free agent and you may be screwed. Because if this, this level of interest was there for you as a free agent, I, I don't think it changes much unless like injuries happen across Europe in the next, what, two and a half weeks? Um, so I think, I think it's the best, the best case scenario for Kai Wagner, the, the person, Kai Wagner, the player, and for the union organization. Look... Now you have one of your cornerstones in here for multiple years. 
every member of your core is locked up and you got to go chase trophies. But now, and this is something, wow. this is something we'll get into as the season gets closer. Is it good to have all this consistency? Like, is, is running it back a third time with this group the right thing to do? And that's something we'll get into much, much deeper when the season starts because the, it's, it's still mid-January and we got plenty of time to, to kill all the, the major post, the preseason topics. But that's what you now you face yourself with. And then, look, you, you got to talk about it. He's suspended for the first regular season game because of, of using a racial slur in direction of Bobby Wood uh, during the, the Eastern Conference playoffs. I, it's a, that one is a more sensitive topic than just he's coming back. And I, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a concrete answer to that. I think it's, to me, whatever your opinion is, if you want to boo him, boo him. If you want to celebrate him being back, do that. Like it, it to me, it's more of a. Everyone has their own opinion on the topic. It's just very. It's very awkward in a way when you have a league that has spent so much money, so much time, in a no room for racism, campaign. And you have. Especially during during leagues cup and during other competitions captains of both teams doing the whole no no room for racism speech at the start like that's where it can be very very frustrating because at the end of the day he he did he did say it he's very apologetic and I appreciate the apology but I can see from some fans perspective is well he still did it and that's where it becomes a fascinating situation to see how it unfolds because I, w- I would not be surprised if, if he gets booed in his first home game. He absolutely could. Like I'm trying to trying to be as ob- objective as possible because right. But I mean, every, is, he becomes, he immediately becomes an un, unrootable player. At least the, the feeling of it's, it's hard to root for him. For some people. Yes. And I completely understand why, like, this is why it's it's frustrating because this league has spent so much and and certain members of past Philadelphia Union rosters have been so involved in those campaigns. I mean, there is a player on the roster that I feel like is one of the more, more active in that in Bedoya. Yeah, and look, you've had Warren Craval, Mark McKenzie, right. Ray, Ray Gaddis, guys yep. that have, have really been front and center in those campaigns and it's from a a human side like it's just not the right thing to do you know I I don't care how that conversation unfolded if if your family was offended you could use different words in that moment you know it's still it still came out of his mouth allegedly from every everything that has been written and said about it. And if 
the apology was issued pretty fast. And I, look, I appreciate the, the apology and I, I appreciate the, the want to get better. And you know, I do believe everyone deserves a second chance. Right. Do you do you believe that had any effect on any decision? I mean, does it... I, I know overseas, but I mean, was there... I'll just ask this first then. Was there any chance of him going to another MLS team, you think? Or was it, if he's moving on, it's it's somewhere overseas? So... The one team that everybody mentioned was Cincinnati because of the connection. The connection the there. Yeah. From my understanding, from talking, you know, off the record with some people about it, Cincinnati didn't rate Wagner as high as maybe other teams did. There, there's always a potential for him to to stay within MLS because, especially teams that are are building from the base up. You know, take a team like Colorado, for example, with bringing back Mihailovic and, and Zach Steffen. You want guys that have played in the league and have had success in the league. So, like, I look, I think any team with a left back opening would have been dumb not to at least explore the conversation. But I, I it was not, it was definitely not Cincinnati or bust. That's for sure on that one. Um, you know, I asked Ernst Ernst Tanner in the that the the postseason press conference. Will that have any effect on on the situation? And the club was very defensive of Kai. You know, that, that Bobby Wood started this whole situation and Kai said it in a, in a retaliatory way. And I don't know, that part didn't sit well with me, to be honest with you. No. Like, I, like I'm, it doesn't make it right. That that's, I get it. You're coming to defense of one of your star players, but he still said it. You know, and it he, doesn't really seem like there's any dispute of that. No, that there's no. It. it doesn't. It it's more it of became, a uh, well. He said it for a reason. It's yeah. The self defense yeah defense came out pretty quickly, which is look. It's a heat of the moment thing. I understand where you're coming from, but like, use a different word. Do you know you're you're two players or what two players away from being a the face of the franchise? Like if Alejandro Bedoya and Andre Blake ever leave, you you could be the face right. of the franchise. Yeah, that comes with responsibility. Like if if any of the star players of and look, we want to be a five for five, right? We want to be all about this. If anybody else on a Philadelphia professional team did the same thing, I think you'd get a little bit of a different response from the general manager. It, and he he might not if he's in the NBA. I mean, what was it? My, Myers Leonard got yeah got blackballed yeah. from the league for. Using a, a slur during a a stream like we you're gonna have to move on from it obviously, but I understand why if if February twenty seventh comes around and whatever the the home game is after that that he's booed and he's gonna have to accept that and I hope we get a point in preseason where he does address everything. Because right now, all we've gotten is an Instagram statement while the, you know, 
after his suspension came down and the Ernst Tanner statement backing Kai Faulkner. Um, look, I, I would love to to hear, like, what is he doing specifically to have this never happen again? Is it an anger thing that triggered it? You know, how can you work on your anger in game? You know, it, whatever it may be. So it never, ever even is remotely a thought in your mind. Because that's going to hang over him. And now a lot of people are going to be like, he apologized, we're going to move on. And again, that's totally fine, but there are going to be some people in the fan base that won't let it go. Right. And rightfully so. I mean, at a certain point, you do, it's not let it go, but it's just like, it's a thing. It's there. And obviously you can't bring it up every single time. Uh, especially if you're a union fan, it's just something that that is a a player on your squad. You know, that's just something that not live with, but you know, is there, mm-hmm. and it's just we can't have this conversation every time. Like if to but, to, to be to be completely honest, if you're Kai Wagner, just get used to everybody on the, on one hundred every every road game, everybody bringing it up. They're going to do that. A hundred percent. Every road crowd is going to try and get under your skin. By, by saying something along the lines of you're a racist. That's what's going to happen. That's what happens in in pro sports when, so, when something, obviously not this severe, but if something like that happens, it's going to stick with you. So you have to mentally prepare yourself for that. And like like I said, I would love if Kai just sat down with the, the reporters at some point during preseason, addressed everything, Gave his side, his full side of the story, and then it's over with. I'm not I'm not going to ask him to rehash this every week at training, but I think from a, a, a adult, a leader of this team, from like a, a responsibility standpoint, yeah, it's got to be addressed in full preseason. Talk about it, um, because just just in an Instagram statement, and then. Ducking it, I don't think would be the best way to approach it. I think the best way to approach it is head on. Yes. And then, you know, whether people agree with your side of the story or not, that's that's what it is. But I think you have to at least go on record about it and what you're doing to make sure that never happens again. So that's about 20 minutes and I think a good wrap on everything Kai mm-hmm. Wagner. And this this entire podcast was supposed to be just the whole Kai Wagner thing. But I don't want to waste all of it just mm-hmm. on that because I think one very notable thing, also a quote that came out, and you know, we we were discussing it, and it's not like the quote is groundbreaking or anything, what Andre Blake said, but we know a fan base is going it we've the fan base has been saying it. We've been saying it. Kai Wagner's to- been saying it. Kai Wagner's. And this guy, when your leader says it, one of your, you said the face is Bedoya. We don't even know Bedoya's status with the union right now, which I guess we can go over at the end. But your your face of this franchise probably is Andre Blake right now. Mm-hmm. He's the best player on the squad. He is. He's one of the more vocal. He's your guy. And he goes with this quote, and I'll just say the whole thing. 
It comes down to the ambition of the club. Is the club okay with just developing young players, selling and being satisfied with reaching those big games, but not taking the final step? However, if the club's ambition are to really take the next step, at some point we are going to have to make a decision. And for me, I will read between the lines for everyone on that decision. It's spend money mm-hmm. is basically what Andre Blake is saying. It's it's the decision to spend money. Is it a big deal, Joe, that Andre Blake makes a quote like this? Or is it a big deal, if any, because you said Kai has, has been vocal about this before. I mean, Kai before. said it at the start of the, the whole contract situation. Right. Last year, like that, uh, this team needs so to spend more money. Is it is it important? Is it impactful for the two of your top players to be making vocal statements like this? Will this change? I think what everybody in, in you know in Union Land wants to know: Does this help any? Is this going no, to help? No, it at doesn't all? help. Yes, it doesn't help. I mean, Andre's stating the obvious, and I think the players are more frustrated now because compare this to five years ago. Now the team is used to making finals. The team is used to being at the top of the league. And how many times has Jim Curtin said in a press conference, you know, the the composite table over five years, like where we are, um, that's great and all, but you haven't won anything. And, and I think that's what the well, first have won some. You haven't won the thing, though. You haven't won the thing. You've won the supporter shield. Right. You won something. And if you really want to get nitpicky, that's in the, in the COVID season. But the thing is, they they are always going to compete for supporter shields. I think they will be in that conversation because they what they do they can last through a season, and they can have supporter shield type seasons. The problem is when you get to the big one, the one game, can you win that? And the answer to me is always going to be no, unless yeah. again that that decision is made. I. I at least find it, look, it's not impactful. It's not the union aren't going to be like, you know, maybe they're right. You know, we got to change things up. We got to spend a lot of money to compete with the other squads at the top of MLS when it comes to the important thing, MLS Cup. It doesn't change anything, but I think it is a good way of like putting the ball in just the, the like the union score. Like the players are very aware. Yeah. They know. Right. And it's it's it is, I don't know if it's comforting to know that they know, but it is a way of like we are all on the same page here and the ball is thrown in one person's court and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I I it I don't know. It look, we already knew that was the case before, but to know the players aren't kidding themselves at all either. You know, they know they can compete and they can they will be you know, close to winning championships, heck, get lucky and win one. They could absolutely do it. It's MLS. Anything could happen in the uh, the world of MLS. But for the most part, they're, they are very aware of it. And just even talking about it, to me, it's it's a it's a good way of just being like, we, we know. Hon- we all know. Honestly, I've gotten sick of the whole we win as a collective, not as individuals crap. And that's Jim Curtin... In a well, way, you win as you win as a collective with very good individuals, and to get good individuals, you pay for good individuals. Right, and look, they've smartly spent, still they've spent they've spent more. That's for certain. Yeah, but like Ty Barbo. Well, he was brought in as a but he was brought in as as a safety net if Carranza had left in yeah, the summer. But like that, still, that that's a the, million like, dollars. That's 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 right. spending for that's them. What you're spending, yeah. A guy that like they don't even rate and couldn't even get on the the bench, <laughs> it, like, is not good. Um, Are they expecting anything out of him? Because that seems no. like that seems like the move. 
Like the latest move. Uh, Chris Donovan's contract extension should tell you everything about that. Okay. <laughs> Great. Like honestly, awesome. honestly, awesome. like uh, they, good. Good, good, good. he's not as good as they may have thought they were. And I think you don't need a uh, an investigative report to figure that out. Nice. That's the fa- the fantastic. Fact that, the fact that Chris Donovan got so why did to they make that? Was it desperate? Just was it because of no? They, need, right, they, Carranza, needed, they yeah. needed the safety net for Carranza. And the, what happened with Carranza this summer was. But it just seems like you you got very quick and desperate to make that signing yes, and signed were. a bad player. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. Okay, I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> no, that's not calculated. That's, that's not union. That's not. That's not the calculated way to do it, but. The, the way that whole they thing... They just had to, yeah, right. Yeah, because Werder Bremen lost full Krug to, to Borussia Dortmund late in the, the the summer window, and they were one of the teams that, that were in for Carranza. I believe Olympiacos was in as well. Um, so they, they had to. They had to kind of cover their asses to make sure it wasn't just Ua and Donovan. Um, now, that being said, I mean, Jeremy Raffanello could probably go out there and, and look better than Ty Barabo. At Ford. Oh, that's great. And, no, that's good to hear. Thanks, Jim. Um, I like that. I like hearing that. Yeah. About it. How much I, money did they, right. did they spend? And that, that's the that's the honest kind of truth here. Um, and it kind of sums up the 2023 moves that were made. Like, there's a report from an NYC account today that Andres Perea, they're looking on a permanent trade with NYCFC. Um, you know, multiple teams have been interested in Perea. It's clear that. Um, for whatever reason, he's not going to fit here. Um, they keep they keep saying positive things about Joaquin Torres. That the second half of the okay, that's the, great. The, yeah, well, he's got. I know what you mean the Torres right. has the talent. It's Absolutely, just, I, I that's not a knock on Torres. No, but like again, it, we're talking think, a certain. I think that's a knock on the the Union brass to be like, well, it if it took till midsummer to to say positive things about him. Is that on the coaching? Is that on the development? Right. Like that's at at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for some of that, and not just say, "Well, the the player isn't adapting to the defensive work rate, or he's not fitting in." Or I think that comes down to just flat out coaching and the responsibility of the sporting department to be like, "Well, maybe we should get this guy some games if we're saying so many positive things about him now." Apparently, 2024 is supposed to be the turning over of a new leaf uh, and not wearing these guys into the ground. And, and I think Torres plays a, a huge role in that. Quinn Sullivan plays a huge uh, role in that. Believe it when I see it. Right. Chris Donovan <laughs> plays a huge role in that. Which, by the way, um, I think I've said this before, but they think he can be a 10-goal scorer in MLS. Chris Donovan. Do you believe that? I don't care what they believe. Do you believe I can. That? I can be... <sighs> I would love to believe I in can things be, that I'm involved in. I can in, be sold but. on that with some convincing. Okay. All right. The, so it's the not traits, out, of, out of the realm of possibility. The, the traits are there. I've seen far less talented strikers, Kasper Spielko, um, <laughs> score, multi, score double-digit goals in <laughs> Major League Casper Soccer. Casper just get a stray there? Yeah, I just, right, I just shot him a stray yeah, there. Yeah, what the hell? Um, he shot Casper Spielko. Such a big stray. But That's he, did, he did so much with, with yeah, yeah, so yeah. little. Like, let's be honest. He was a product of the... He was a system for Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely a system for it. And that's still going to go down as one of the, the most blatant robberies of 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 MLS trade money. So I do... I do. I just want to get this in real quick, because we only do have a few minutes, because we are very busy people, Joe Tanzi, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, does this... What does it mean that they are being vocal about this? Is this just union players accepting a reality, 
or is this an expression of frustration? What is this? Is this just they they know like what is this an expression of? It's I player guess. empowerment. Okay. Um, I don't know if it does anything. Right. But, I didn't, but I I didn't know if this was frustration to them and this could oh, for lead sure. to something of hey, well, if we're not going to spend any money, then the decision's made, and why would I be here if the decision's made that we're not going to compete for certain things? I, I think it's it's sending a message in uh, publicly more than they have in the past, yeah. and Jim Curtin has done it. I mean. How many times have you Jim mentioned? Jim Curtin has absolutely done it. If right. you if you play a Jim Curtin press conference bingo in 2023. Well, the one I remember is the the NYCFC one. He's like, well, they got a $10 million guy right. going off the bench. That's, yeah. like that, <laughs> that's the, the type of stuff. If, if you played press conference bingo last year, uh, which is a very popular game on, one, on Thursday afternoon. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. In the Union Beat, that's a popular it's, game. It's a, I'm just in the fan base. It's very in the popular. the fan base, too? You, it's a bestseller. How do I get involved? I haven't been involved in it, this. It's a bestseller. Um, <laughs> bottom five in spending was very close to being free space. Um, so like, it's, it's not very subtle anymore. Like these guys know, um, but but where's the proof is the proof after you sell Julian Carranza, which who knows when that's going to happen. Um, I I don't know. Cause it's, it's very hard to kind of grasp the reality of the union spending more until they do. Yeah. And then it, it, then you come down to. Well, there's two. Well, many- no, I, I am. Yeah. I think we've all just surrendered, conceded to that point. Yeah, we have. But it's when does the frustration begin for the players to like, okay, this isn't working until they revolt and say they don't want to be here. Okay, is it? Well, that's. Some, I guess somebody, my, is somebody, it ever going to get to that point? Somebody. I'm sure a player may happen, but is it going to be how problematic? It, could it this doesn't get? become a problem to Jay Sugarman until one of his star players says the reason why I'm not. I'm not playing here anymore is because you don't spend. Could that happen? It could. Like, it are we could. seeing the beginnings of that no, happening? Absolutely okay. not. Okay. Because Kai Wagner just, which, I, Kai I Wagner don't think just so signed either. for I, I, a long term contract. Right. You're like, every, I think that is the proof of Every yes. member of this core has signed a long term contract. Also, with, knowing with, <laughs> with the idea. Of. Although, I know, I know it doesn't like, it doesn't compute right away, but all of these guys, when they sign these contract extensions, they get raises with them. Like, we've seen that with the salary release. So it's not like they're not spending anything. They're just spending so much on their core and so much on development and the academy because it's the union way. Whereas we think of spending as, go put money in the transfer market. Get Gareth Bale. <laughs> we don't say that name around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> get Big name but, like, guy. I think I, I genuinely think get though, messy. <laughs> I, I genuinely think the whole offseason is now on hold, depending on the Carranza thing. And I don't. I don't have a. And just real quick, answer and, on that. yeah, I was about to say in a minute or two, just your feelings on. Well, I mean, or ML- vibes of what the Carranza situation. is. MLS Media Day was this week, and he talked about it pretty openly. Um, it comes down to who needs a striker in Europe, and what's the best fit. And a lot can happen in two weeks. I mean, the Bundesliga is coming back this weekend. The Premier League's on this weird, like, half break. Um, it really depends on who needs a striker. And is... Are, this is going to be a bad comparison. That's what I thought of. Like, with the Flyers and, and Cutter Gauthier, like, his highest value was after the World Juniors, right? Oh, 100%. Is... It's a bad comparison because Carranza wants to be here. 
but in terms of like a transactional thing, Carranza's value is actually his peak probably passed in value because 2022 was so fantastic for him. Mm-hmm. You don't think he could reach that again? Well, I, I guess know, that is all could. dependent on the union. Around he absolutely him. could, but I think if you look at what what he could fetch for a, a transfer, the only way it becomes higher is if there's desperation involved and the January window is based off of desperation. So who knows? And then, look, everything has been super quiet on the Alejandro Bedoya front. Um, that's, I think, something that, you know, I don't even think he's been active on social media over the last few weeks. And I think that's there's a reason for that. So I'll just give, this is just strictly off of nothing, just prediction. Is Bedoya back with the union, yes or no? I think he is. Okay. In a, in, I, I agree. I would say yes as well. If they If they found a way to get Kai Wagner back uh, in that type of deal, I think they'll get Bedoya back in, in a way where it's not disrespectful to him, but he can still play a role with this team. So that is it for the Union Soccer Podcast. Joe. Yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, we should. You know what? We should. We should just continue doing the podcast. How about that? Maybe we should uh, start figuring that out, Joe. Well, we actually had something to talk about. I know, but also, like, the season's uh, somehow, like, coming up soon, and, uh, yeah, it's wild. But that is it for this edition of the Union Soccer Podcast. That was Joe Tanzi, at JTanzi90, unionsoccerblog.substack.com. Running it back for another season. Running it back! Let's go! So that's big news as well. My name is John Jansen. I don't run a union blog. I just like <laughs> talking about the union. You can follow me at jjansen34 on Twitter. Again, find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You know where you get your podcasts. Trust me, we are there. You can find us. We'll be back next time right here on the Union Checker Pod.